It's the Dogcast, episode number 387. Dogs win big in Nashville, so why don't we feel better about it? Fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 387, coming to you in crappy tin can audio quality. As crappy as the quarterback play for University of Georgia this past weekend, Old Dog, 17-point win on the road against an SEC school, and there's nothing but pulling of hair and gnashing of teeth. The Bulldog Nation is on edge, man. How well, are we going to? There's no there's, and, and, there's, and, and, I, and I can't understand it because there's absolutely no reason for us to be worried. Did you see the stats and the highlight film of Jacob Eason's high school game? Oh, I, I heard he was. I deep mean, mode. It, that, I mean that that dominates. That's that's the kind of stuff I mean, that the Alice moment, right? Oh, oh, I mean, it just 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 the the mere mention of Jacob Eason should be enough to get your dick hard. <laughs> I hey, mean, you know, we are we are going to be absolutely unbeatable next year. <laughs> because, Listen. because we've got some high school kid coming in. High school kid, he's pretty good yeah. I hear. But yeah, we've got yeah, to talk not, about you know, not to mention we're gonna lose our, our entire offensive line. Probably two of the best linebackers in the country, but you know we've got this. We've got this eighteen-year-old phenom coming in. You know he may be better than Matthew Stafford, and probably will bring us as many national championships as, as Matty did. <laughs> Come on, calm down, calm down, old dog. All right, now listen, listen. It was it was a seventeen-point win on the road against an SEC school. Dude, you cannot discount the fact that Missouri struggled mightily, that Auburn had to go to overtime and had to hope for a crappy punt. Look, Arkansas lost to Toledo. We could be in much worse shape than we are, my friend. Much well, we, worse shape. We, we could, but I'm not sure relating all these other losses or near losses to crap schools really is going to make anyone feel better about us, I understand, about, but about I, the conference as a whole. I mean, the you know, is, here's the deal. Here's the deal. We realize why the quarterback we have couldn't make first string at Virginia. I mean, that son of a bitch can't pass his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> and, well, it's very dis- and it's very disheartening to think that that's the best we got. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't. I, I just, I have long ago given up trying to rationalize 
any of St. Rick's decisions. But I do know one thing for sure. He is an arrogant, egotistical prick, and he will stick by Grayson Lambert no matter what. Because one thing that Coach Rick will not do is admit he's wrong. Okay. So let's let's chill out for just a second. Let's not quite throw the baby out with the bathwater. There were some good things to talk about out of that game on Saturday. We made all our extra points. Jordan Jenkins. Total beast mode, dude. Come on. Right when we needed him to play awesome, after the Lorenzo Carter ejection, after the Carter ejection, we need something big on defense, and Jordan Jenkins comes through with the biggest game of his career right when we needed it. 11 tackles, two sacks, and five more tackles for a loss. Really, seven tackles for a loss. And... I'm telling you, Jenkins was an absolute beast. Isaiah McKenzie, so was, the so human joystick. Leonard Floyd, out of control, hands to the face. He can do hands to the face without even touching your face. That's it how is, good Leonard Floyd's hands are. It, it is amazing. And, you know, the one thing, do you think this referee crew got together and said, we're going to dedicate this one to Penn? Hey, this is for you, Penn, pulling out for my homie, baby. I'm telling you what. You know, I thought, I mean, let's be honest for a second. The Lorenzo Carter ejection, I do think the ejection was wrong, but there's no doubt it was, it was no doubt it was helmet to helmet. I mean, clearly it was helmet to helmet. Whether or not there was malice, whether or not it was targeting, I don't think so. I don't think it deserved ejection. But it was clearly helmet to helmet. But the Leonard Floyd thing, holy crap, man. What that the was hell? Just, <laughs> that was just a horrible call. That was just horrible. What I, I mean, want to see, I want to see somebody call them on the carpet about that. I want to see somebody say, you know what? I, want, I just want you guys to know that we know that you blew it on that call. Yeah, but that's the thing with, you know, with the SEC and all that. That never happens. I mean, yeah. yeah, my guess is when this all gets reviewed and hopefully our coaching staff sends this one in, you know, with a thing like, you know, does Leonard Floyd have three arms? You know, because we could definitely <laughs> right. see two two of his arms and two of his hands, you know, we're nowhere uh, near the dude's face. But uh, uh, you I'm know, I mean but but we're never we're never gonna know that these guys got called on the carpet. My guess is you're probably not going to see them uh, refereeing a game next week. <laughs> because well, and it just wasn't that. I mean, it was it was horrible. the The officiating was horrible throughout the game. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'll tell you something else that was horrible. Something that was painful to my eyeballs. Quarterback the, play. <laughs> the Marshall Morgan field goal attempts. Oh. That first field goal was so ugly. I don't even know what that even was. What is going on? I well, mean, I know Marshall will get it together, but just on Saturday, what was going on with that? Well, that the, good news there is, the good news there is we'll just get him with our special teams coach and one of our kicking guys, and we'll get him straightened out. Oh, sure. That's right. We, we, we don't have that. We'll clear that right up, right? Come on now. Special teams have been better. Look at Isaiah McKenzie. The yeah. ghost of Logan Gray is banished. No, I mean, that was, 
you know, and, and again, special teams, you know, it's, <laughs> what can you say? I mean, what can it, you say? It, it was, you know, Isaiah's McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie's return was great. The fact that we've got no idea year after year after year how to handle a pooch kick. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's the only, and, and you know, the bad thing is, having seen us handle oh, something that way, is going to get Coach Rick again thinking that's the way to go. That's what I was thinking. Because I'm thinking thinks, all the time. Because he thinks everything is as piss poor to handling a pooch kick as we are. Rick's on the sideline going, you see, I told you the pooch yeah, kick is they tricky. Were. They I were. told you the pooch kick would work. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I told my kids. My you kids know, are like, I don't even understand the pooch kick. I said, all you, you need not- to know. All you need to know about pooch kick is that whether we do it or whether it's done to us, it's bad. It's bad it for us. It ends way. up in disaster. And how year? I mean, every year someone does it to us. How are you not prepared for it? How about I mean, the most fun in the first quarter? How does it not even cross your mind to have to, to to practice that and to have folks ready? For it. How about that muff punt, man? That wasn't something tricky like out of Spurrier or Miles' playbook, right? Some kind of tricky, obscure, disguised fake punt. That's just some tall white kid who muffs the snap. He mishandles the snap, <laughs> drops the ball, picks it up, runs for the first down, right? Yeah. Hey, sure, no problem. I, I mean, hope Les Miles, I hope that Steve Spurrier wasn't watching that. He'd run fake punt on every punt opportunity if he saw that film. Oh, believe me. Next next week is is going to be is going to be real interesting. Um, yeah, you know. You speaking know, of I, next week, by the way, I know you're a believer. I know you're a believer in Vegas, and I know that you believe that Vegas gets it right way more often than they get it wrong. Because Except for this they're, week. Because they're Vegas, right? They're Vegas. 15.5 point favorite. We're 15.5 point favorite over South Carolina. Have you seen that line? I would, I would, I would bet on Carolina. You think it's a sure thing, right? I mean, clearly, sure yeah. thing. Easy Absolutely. money. Easy money, huh? Just, I don't just know, like, thing. just like it was easy money betting on Auburn, giving up forty-one, and Lord knows how many points Arkansas was giving away. Oh my gosh, Arkansas and Toledo. I mean, I yeah. am, I am telling you, as bad, as bad, and and we'll get into this, you know, come the middle of the week. But as bad as South Carolina is, and hopefully as good as we may be although that is unproven. The Gamecocks and Spurrier play their best game of the year against us. You can forget Clemson. They play their best game of the year against us. And I am telling you right now, if we don't improve 100% in our play, we're going to lose. I mean, I, we I cannot go. We can't go a half, not completing a pass against South Carolina, or no. quite frankly, any other team we're going to play this year. Now, I'm interested that you said that because you know, at the end of the half, 
they showed that stat where we had zero passing yards, and I think we had about 168 rushing or something like that. Yeah. I actually took a picture of that and put it out on Twitter. I said, man, that is old dog's kind of stat. Now, who well, is no, this guy? No, it's not my kind of stat. If you're going to do that, that's seven too many passes. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if we've got a damn quarterback that, that can't, you know, throw his way out of a damn paper bag, that he's got no business throwing the ball. Right. I mean, let's get let's get back, you know, let's get back to to the Ray Goff, you know, Andy Johnson situation. You know, <laughs> put in, you know, I mean, let's get let's get Michelle in there a quarterback, and Chubb in the backfield. Right. And then if and then if we need so and then if it gets to be third and long, let's bring in Ramsey or somebody else that can throw. Speaking of Sonny Michelle, how do you feel about that uh, missed opportunity for the touchdown when they put Michelle in to run the ball and he couldn't quite punch it in there with Nick Chubb sitting on the sideline? Are you a big fan of Nick Chubb sitting on the sideline? No. But, again, Derek, I have, I have given up on trying to figure out the thinking of our coaching staff. Between the rotations and the and just in, and yeah. the playing time. And, and what you know, and, and what they're trying to do, what their thinking is, I, I just I don't get it. I really you don't. And I mean, you, game, got, you think the game's passed you by? Huh? The game's passed you by. <laughs> it it has. It, it has. Because uh, I mean, you know, back in my day, when you had the best running back in the country who has already proven that he can tote the rock 30, 35, 38 times, you just keep handing it to him. I know. What, what is this? You well, just keep handing we, it to him. And when, we, and when, and when the uh, uh, defensive team gets worn down, you hand it to him again. How about the uh, how about the news that Nick Chubb may have tweaked his ankle? Uh, you know, they say that he's uh, not going to miss any practice or anything like that. It's not a big deal. But still, it's the first time we've heard anything about uh, – First time we've heard anything about Chubb and the word injury or tweak or ankle or knee. How are you feeling about that? And the you know in the same sentence of thirty, thirty-five carries a game. Well, it, it concerns me, and you know, I, part of that may be the fact that none of the backs ever get into a rhythm. Hmm. You know, this this in there for three or four downs, and then jerk your ass out get, you know, cool down on the sideline and then come back in, you know, I'm not real sure that's a good thing. Of course, I'm I'm old, you know, I live in the past, and all all I can do is measure every Georgia running back against the greatest running back to ever carry the football, and that's Herschel Walker. And, right. and you know, did he rest every third down? Did Vince Dooley worry? about Herschel getting tired when, when Herschel had a broken thumb? Did Vince really worry about putting him in? Hell Separating no. Shoulders. He, put him in there, he put him in there with a cast on. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, like I say, I don't, I cannot fathom what goes through our coaching staff's mind. And talking about that, our offensive coordinator, I pray every night, that he is just holding back, and that this is not this is not our, our total playbook. 
Well, you know it's not. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. No, I don't know that it's not. I, I, I do. I'm telling, I you, I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Schottenheimer has a thousand more plays up his sleeve. I mean, brother. at least run the damn ball to the outside. Hey, he did show that he knows that what a toss sweep is. We did have one toss sweep, so at least he knows what a toss sweep looks like. Do you think that may have been a mistake? <laughs> that may have been a busted play. I don't know. I don't know, dude, but i tell you what I do know. I know that Vanderbilt ran 94 plays on us, 94 freaking plays on our defense. That's the kind of thing that will tell on you in week 10, you know, week yeah. 11. Holy crap. I really well, wanted and, a lot more ball control than we got. Well, and, and we should have had it. But, again, if you are, I mean, we have got to do something because it, it has become evident after these first two games that the opposing coaching staff have absolutely no respect at all for our passing game. And certainly we've got no vertical passing game at all. So they are going to stack the box and stack the box and stack the box and do everything they can to shut down our running game and force our hand into throwing some passes to try to loosen it up. And so far, the passes have been there, and we haven't been able to do it. I mean, if you watch that game, Malcolm Mitchell, who is supposedly one of the best receivers around, had single coverage probably 90% of the game. Single coverage on Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah. And we didn't get him the ball. We don't even target him. I mean, you know, we're not even no. trying to throw the ball to him. I mean, with with them, with any team loading the box and putting single coverage on our receiving core, I don't care how green they are. We should eat those people up. Yeah. With the division the one quarterback. Is, the problem is we got nobody that can deliver the ball, apparently. I apparently mean, it is, it's mind-boggling to me. It really is, having seen two games, that Grayson Lambert's the best we got. Well, I got to tell you, that's where we're at, dude. I mean, that is the state of the offense right now. Exactly. You know, I, wove, what, I wove this and story. And that's what makes these Joseph Eason highlights so wonderful. <laughs> you know, I, I wove mean, a story. We can already look forward to next year. I wove a story a couple of weeks ago. You know, I had this narrative that really brought – it brought Jeff from Boise to his feet, you know, where I said that I thought Bryce Ramsey may have represented our 9-3 and three standard season. You know what I mean? And maybe, just maybe, this Grayson Lambert character represented some kind of departure, some kind of gift that just came to us out of the sky, right? And maybe – he represented a 12-0 season or an 11-1. It did not occur to me at the time that maybe he represented some other alternate reality, maybe not a 12-0, maybe not a 9-3. Maybe he represents the 6-6. Six six. Hell, I don't know, well, man, but he's you know, got Jared, to play and, a lot better. And you are, you are without a doubt the internal optimist. But wasn't it a clue to you that, the guy couldn't make 
the starting job at probably the worst team in the ACC? Hey, that team almost beat Notre Dame. Hey, <laughs> without without Grayson Lambert at quarterback, was the dude was the dude that beat him out. You I know. know I mean, I know. It, it, it's not like this guy's a phenom that you know just walked onto the field and picked up the football and started throwing it. You know, it's not like the water boy. You we know, I mean, this guy uh, this guy has actually played organized football before and did not do it very well. And the coaching staff at Virginia recognized that. Oh man, I'm telling you. And that's you what. why they said. That's why they said. You know, we love you. You're a smart guy. You graduated in three years, and you know, but you're you're not good enough to start for us. I know, I know. I'm worried about that. That kind of thing's keeping me awake at night, old dog. Keeping well, me awake at because night because Jacob 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 Eason's coming. Jacob Eason's on his way, and that's your Seattle. Jacob Eason's on his way. He is, he is. Where does he reside? Out in in Washington or Oregon or yeah, yeah, Montana, Washington. somewhere out there. Yes. I mean, he's just he's just tearing up the high school ranks. Tearing them up. I mean, just thank God it's not like professional basketball where this kid could go from high school to the pros immediately. I know. Then we'd miss out. We'd miss we out would. on three great years. We would. It could but, be, you know, in, in, a, in a tribute to, to a fallen NBA player, it, it could be as bad as Lefty Drizelle missing out on Moses Malone. Well, you know, Grayson Lambert's quarterback rating for the first half of that game on Saturday was a 98.8, which represents the lowest quarterback ranking ever, well, in like the last 15 years, by any Georgia quarterback. The lowest quarterback ranking, ranking it, of any quarterback it, under Mark Ray's How could it be There's, positive? Do you get points for, for not fumbling the snap? Yeah, it's kind of like the SAT. I think you get some points just for, like, not dying during the game, or I, I don't Got know. And, and, run, and, and, not, and running on the field, not running on the field without your helmet. You ran onto the field and ran off of the field under your own power. That's 100 points. And somehow we got to 98.8. And, wearing, <laughs> and, and probably got a couple extra bonus points for wearing that goofy-ass yellow hat. <laughs> So here, here's the deal, dog fans. We're going to come to you. This audio quality is brought to you by the Grayson Lambert School of Quarterbacking. Until Grayson Lambert improves his play, we can't improve our audio quality. That's just the way it is. It's just the two are linked. The two are linked. We need Grayson Lambert to play better to save our audio quality. Or, so, or we need him, or or we need a season-ending injury. <laughs> So, and by the way, we've already had some guys asking us what the recipe for dog piss is. They're already they're already pulling back from the red and black, going back to dog piss, lemonade and Tito's vodka. Tito's vodka. Um, no, this year this year it needs to be lemonade and Everclear. <laughs> Dog fans, thanks for listening. We have some awesome phone calls. I'm going to try to get these audio comments. I am on the road. That is really the real reason for this uh, terrible audio quality. I am trapped at the Chateau Elan in Flowery Branch. Is it Flowery Branch or Brazelton? I'm not sure. 
I'm kind of on the line between Flowery Branch and Brasselton, but uh, I'm trapped over here at Chateau Elan for the week. Doesn't some actress own Brasselton? She used to. Kim Basinger. Uh, Kim Basinger, that's right. She sold yeah, yeah, it? She, yeah, I think she sold it. I think she sold it really shortly after buying it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really, really shortly after buying it. Like so some people year. flip houses, she was flipping towns. She's flipping towns. Um, is she even still alive? What is Kim Basinger doing? That's that's not a name you hear very often these days. No. Anywho, anywho, I'm over here at the Chateau Elan. I'm not in the bunker. Old Dog's not in the bunker. This shit was coming to you from the road, which is, you know, I apologize for the poor the poor production quality. But, hey, we're here. I'll be back in the bunker for the pregame show. Uh South Carolina game coming up, old dog. It's the big game. The tailgate is on, guys. I know some of you guys are ready and excited about the tailgate. We will. Um, I'll have more details about the South Carolina tailgate. Uh, and you know, it's not going to be a big deal. I don't want you guys to think I'm I'm doing something big. It's not huge, right? I got like some barbecue. I got some buns. I got some beer. I got some liquor. I got a and you got, I got some, some cups. I got cubs. <laughs> <laughs> I got stadium cups, you know. I mean, I'm, I don't put on, like, one of these epic tailgates like you see the ladies with the – I mean, it's it's not that kind of tailgate, right? I'm and just, just like a regular case, guy. Just in case you were to drip some of that barbecue sauce on the shirt you have, we can hook you up with a girly for Heisman shirt cape. <laughs> exactly. Dog fans, we appreciate you listening. We just want you, I just want you guys to know one more thing. Um we are being sponsored now by a new network. We've been on this network for a while. You guys probably know about Dog Sports Radio. So you can check us out. You know, we're on, we're on a lot of networks, and we've been around for this our 11th season, the count just pointed out. But we're also available on Dog Sports Radio, which, is, which comes to you from a company called Vsporto. And you can download their app. They have a free app. This is kind of like the app we're using now. It's on iOS, and it's on Android. And so you can get this show, plus you can get a lot of other shows. It's dedicated dog sports radio 24 hours a day. And so we're really happy to be a part of that B-Sporto family and to be on that dog sports radio app. So just check out dog sports radio on iOS or Android, and um, that's really probably one of the best ways to listen to it. It's the most consistent way to listen to the show now. So... We appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate all the call-ins. We appreciate we'd appreciate Grace Lambert playing better. That's all we'd appreciate. Well, we would. <laughs> yeah, and, and more would. than anything else, we appreciate the listeners' passion for the dogs like we have. Yeah, I mean, because that's because when it when it boils down to everything else, we have always been and always will be a show by fans and for fans. And I yeah. think between me and you, somewhere in the middle, we pretty much speak for every Georgia fan there is out there. Yeah, and you know what? We are we are forever, old dog. I mean, you think about it. Matthew Stafford's going to come. Matthew Stafford's going to go. Jacob Eason's going to come, and Jacob Eason's going to go. Hell, Martin and Mark Rick's going to go. But you know what doesn't? You know what's never going to go away? Me and you. The dog cat. That's right. You're never going away. We'll still no. be here. When Leonard Floyd's no, gone, like, we'll like still being, be here. It's like being in purgatory for 100,000 years. 
<laughs> exactly. We're here. We're always talking about this shit all day, every day. It's all we do. And we'll be here for you guys covering everything you need to know in Athens and the state of Georgia when it comes to football. Guys, we really appreciate you except, listening. Except recruiting. Except for recruiting because we don't give a crap about you. We don't nah. give a crap about you before you come on campus, and we don't give a crap about you after you leave campus Watch you leave. Exactly. We wish you well, and we don't talk about you anymore. Right. 17-point win. 17-point win on the road, old dog. And all we're doing is complaining about it. Great defensive stand at the end. Couple key interceptions. Um, Absolutely. You know, probably probably the best linebacking core in the country. Defensive line is playing well. Uh, defensive back still a little bit shaky, but you know overall, uh, defense is playing well. Uh, you know the one thing we thought we probably had down pat was uh, offense, and uh, you know that thing's got to get got to get a whole lot better. No doubt about it. So we got uh, Gamecocks coming up this weekend, guys. Pre-game show out later this week. Thanks for listening. Stick around for the audio comments. Go dogs. Derek Bulldog, this is Ryan from Houston, Texas, a long-time listener, first-time caller. I, I just don't understand that this is the best that we have at quarterback at the University of Georgia. Um, I don't understand why Bryce Ramsey's only gotten two series and two games when he's looked so much better than Lambert. Looking at Lambert yesterday, I just – everything was so off the mark. It was ridiculous. Um, and then I – see that Jacob Eason goes 13 of 13 for like 300 yards. And I feel like it's going to be the same old crap. We're going to have a great defense, a great running game, and no quarterback, which is not going to get us to the national championship. And then next year we're going to have a quarterback, and we're going to lose offensive linemen and lose guys on defense. And we are never going to put the whole thing together. And I just can't take it anymore. I don't understand what Schottenheimer and Rick see in Lambert because I don't see it. Uh, anyway, guys, hopefully we can beat up on Spurrier and the Gamecocks this weekend. And um, go dogs. Derek, old dog, Jeff and Boise. Hey, first off, I apologize. I've been drinking for about 12 hours, so maybe some adult language here coming up. One thing i got to say is if you're going to shit the bed, might as well shit the bed in Nashville at Vandy and win, right? Because we got the OBC coming up. I don't know, but I'm feeling actually pretty good about what happened today. Maybe we had our bad game. Maybe we put it behind us against a bad team. Maybe we come out a little little more focused next week. That's all I got to say. Good night. Old Dog and Derek, this is Nashville Nick. I don't know what we look like on television, but I was there. And it was awful. There's no way, there's no way possible for us to win the East if we come, if we play like we did today. No reason. No reason whatsoever. Lambert was awful, even live. Uh, Grayson, I'm telling you, it's not looking good. Old dog, they need to learn. You, you need to be on the sideline. Nick Chubb left. Nick Chubb right. Quit with the passing. Score touchdowns. 
win the ball game. That simple. Does nothing else matters. It's not it's not even worth my time seeing what we look like on TV. All right. I feel better. Hey, Dogcast, New Hampshire Dog here. I got a question for each of you good boys this week here. Uh, Derek, let me ask you something, man. What, what did you think of the Derek, uh, the, uh, uh, Pruitt, uh, coach secondary this week? Cause it was a friggin' train wreck, man. An old dog question for you. Do you think we've had enough of this Grayson Lambert experiment yet or what? Hey, dog cast, New Hampshire dog here, man. I got a question for each of you this week. Derek, what exactly do you make of, uh, Pruitt's secondary defense today? Because I thought it was kind of pathetic. And old dog, do you think that the, uh, Grayson Lambert experiment is over yet? Thank you for your opinion. 